Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. Welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And welcome to our business legal podcast, episode number 48. Number four, number eight. And this is where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist and also answer some of your business legal questions at ask at legallysoundsmartbusiness.com and soon to be dot pizza when I get it. <laughs> Almost I, have it, yeah. Don't send it yet. I'll tell you when. <laughs> Think it's a still pipe, not now. It's a pipe dream, but it's all right. <laughs> Very good. Well, today's a good topic for, it's a recurring topic, right? I don't know how many times we've covered Uber and Lyft and other sharing economy issues. I think this is our 50th time. <laughs> Even though we've only had 48 episodes, we've covered it 50 times, I think. Yeah, we do seem to talk about it a lot, but it's kind of an important thing, especially now in Colorado, what just happened is rules for Uber and Lyft and these other driving businesses like this, if there are other ones, has become law in Colorado, which I'm sure taxi cab drivers hate and limousine services and other things like that. But this is a good thing for the general public. And I guess basically the big thing here with it becoming a law in Colorado is now it was a whole issue of you know when... Of course, the companies had insurance policies out on the drivers, but when did those policies go into effect? You know, obviously when someone's drive if they're driving a, a passenger, then yes, but what if they're sitting there waiting for a ride or waiting for someone to request a ride? Is that active then? And I guess what Colorado did was make it from the moment the person requests the ride, the policy will go into effect and now the drivers have to have personal policies in place for all those other off times. Which makes sense because basically all of a sudden you're under the control of Uber or Lyft, as soon as you accept an invitation to go, and other times you may be on personal business and so forth. But this whole thing about, I I think they're all supposed to get licenses and background checks right now to obtain permits in Colorado. That sounds right. (laughs) I didn't fact check that. (laughs) Okay. Well, someone fact checked that for me, but I think I'm right because to obtain permits, the companies must have drivers pass criminal background and driving history checks. The driver's cars must pass vehicle inspections and be clearly marked as TNC cars, which are some kind of uh, taxi and limo network is how they're classifying it. This is what's interesting is I don't want to freak anyone out, but if these guys aren't going through criminal background checks and we know exactly who their identity is, it kind of reminds me of all these serial murder movies that it's always a taxi driver, isn't it? That, that <laughs> That's the culprit. And... Now that said, there's so much regulation with taxi drivers. If these Lyft and Uber drivers, it's kind of scary if you think about it. Yeah, the Lyft and Uber X, I mean, those are the, that could be anyone. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's not cab drivers. That's just literally any person who can drive can do it. So it's, oh man, this should make a, this is an easy movie to do. Like, I'm sure it's probably already out on, and it's going to be on Lifetime here in the next couple months. But this is, this is an easy movie to make. Yeah. I wonder what the title will be like. Uber killer. Yeah, it'll be like <laughs> that's the worst title ever. <laughs> uh, let me. Oh man, I gotta think of something now. Yeah, think of something. But the main issue here is also insurance, right? And they're saying that they haven't solved every issue. And to me, it, frankly, this is an issue of the insurance company of how they write the policies because they're the ones that are going to determine what's covered and what's not. The issue that the state government's trying to deal with is okay, who actually is liable? 
not which insurance company is, whether they're going to cover or not. In reality, it seems like you should try to get some kind of joint policy through Uber where, and I think that we talked about this, where the insurance company is going to cover not only what's on the job stuff, but also possibly stuff that's off the job. So either way, the driver is properly insured, whether or not they find Uber liable or the driver liable. Yeah, these people would be stupid to not have auto insurance personally. I mean, if this is what they're going to be doing, it'd just be a dumb move in the first place. Yeah, you would think so. But if they're getting paid less than taxi drivers, then you can only assume that they may not have the resources to do so. I, I don't know, but it's definitely a good, important point. All right. Well, question of the daytime. Now that it's almost summertime, I want to implement casual Fridays. Is there something I should restrict from a legal standpoint? And this comes from a company in Santa Rosa, California. All right. That's a good question. It is almost summertime. I guess Memorial Day is that's when things start, right? Or is it June 21st? (laughs) I don't know the seasons. That sounds about right. (laughs) All right. Well, it is almost summertime, and so casual Friday. Well, why don't they have casual Fridays in the yeah, wintertime? That's what I was thinking, to too. It's, it's a little bit weird. But nonetheless, I think a lot of most places have dress code policies, but they may not write it down, right? They may just say, okay, well, it's business casual, or you have to wear a tie or business attire every day. The dress codes are always, especially if you put it in writing, are always kind of touchy because you have to be very careful with how the dress code is applied to different types of people of different classes. And I, and then when I say classes, I mean classes that are protected by your federal and state government. Because, for example, in California, certain classes of gender, sexual orientation, race, etc., these things are protected classes is that if somehow you implement your dress code policy substantially differently between these two and discriminate against them, even religious as well, then that could definitely pose a problem. Yeah, it, it seems like it could give rise to some issues in terms of discrimination, maybe even harassment too, if you really want to get into it. But yeah, definitely. I think the key here is just to be smart about it. There's not much harm in having casual Fridays, but don't go overboard. I mean, there's the episode of The Office where they have a casual Friday and it turns out being disastrous, of course. But <laughs> for the most part, you should be fine. I, I guess the yeah. one thing I can think of from a legal standpoint is don't wear anything that's extremely casual, you know, like sandals or flip-flops. Probably not the best idea in the workplace because it could give rise to more liability issues, but I don't think people would go that far. Yeah, and it's true. And, and culturally, it depends upon what people mean by casual. In my mind, in any business environments, this is just me personally, even if it's casual Friday, jeans are okay, but like shorts are not and sandals are not, you know, but that's my perspective. And so Pinning it down and actually having a written policy may be advisable. Just be careful because, for example, there's been many cases where, for example, gender discrimination where women are allowed to wear their hair long, but men are not. Or religious discrimination where a person was asked to cover his tattoo, where that certain symbol that was put on his body had to be shown and hiding it was a sin and so forth. And that was found to be legitimate. There's also races of, well, if you're how the dress code for different races, I think that's pretty obvious how wrong that yeah. is, but you never know. I suppose someone's done that in the past. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, uh, with a lot of these things, it should be fairly obvious. And if you just use some basic logic then or basic reasoning, do what's reasonable, then you should be okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. And of course, also disability is one thing I forgot to mention as well. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, casual Fridays is just a suit because I usually wear tuxes during the week. But yeah, same here. I would agree with that. And maybe, <laughs> well, I, I wear a suit, but maybe like, uh, you know, sandals with it just to make it nice and free. <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, yeah. All right. I, I won't get into my, my opinions on things, but this isn't a fat man. This is kind of, this has been a fashion week, I guess. Cause we did the Paris Helen episode. And <laughs> why do you hate sandals or what? Oh no. I, I just don't like in weddings when all the guys are wearing suits and then wearing tennis shoes. I'm just not a fan of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Sandals are okay, but not tennis shoes. That doesn't make any sense. We're on the same page there. Fair enough. I don't know if I really came up with any ideas for the name. Uh, the Last Lift, I don't know. Uber X, Uber X size X, I don't know. Well, maybe someone can come up with suggestions. That would be a good uh, good contest to have. We'll ask our listeners to submit them in and we'll come up with some. This is going to be a movie. Like It's no doubt going to be a movie, and, I just, and I'll probably watch it too. <laughs> Yeah, well, after I direct and produced it, you better watch it. I'll write it. You direct and produce. I guess you can write it then. Thanks for inviting yourself to the party. <laughs> Uber killer. Deadlift. The last ride of your life. Coming soon to a theater near you. Check local listings for showtimes. All right. Well, that's our episode for the day. And thank you for listening, of course. And of course, leave your top and five-star thumbs-up reviews at our iTunes channel. Is it an iTunes channel or just an iTunes episode or whatever our show is called? One of those things. Just give good reviews, please. Well, I think it'd be a YouTube channel. I don't uh, know if there's an... I don't think there's an iTunes channel. But yeah, iTunes reviews are great. Uh, we have some pretty good ones up there. So yeah, we appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening. Yep, keep us on and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up to date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.